I was thinking how very ordinary the birth of Jesus was. No royal birth, no uh, royal coronation, no streets lined with people waving and praising and uh, cheering. Just shepherds in a field and taking care of their sheep on possibly a chilly night and wondering about their families at home and whether they would be able to to afford this or that. And then comes the surprise. Let's explore that a little bit. Colin Cook here and how it happens. Thanks for joining me today. This week, uh, during during Christmas week, we're going to do a little bit of thinking about this wonderful birth of Jesus. And it's uh, going to surprise us in a way by its uh, dull squib kind of effect. And uh, then we begin to realize where God arrives. He doesn't come in all of the splendor as he will come in the uh, great final day, but uh, in the quiet moments that uh, we simply uh, don't expect him to come into. Listen, I'd like you to join me this week, Monday through Friday, as we talk about Christmas. Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. Uh, But you can also listen on SoundCloud at any time of the day or night. That's a free app that you can download and uh, key in how it happens with Colin Cook. Or go directly there, soundcloud.com slash faithquest, or go directly to faithquest.podbean.com. Well, I was looking at this uh, in uh, this story, you know, in uh, Luke. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. You know, the verse talks about something quite humdrum. I mean, how regular must a shepherd's life be? I've never been in that kind of environment, or at least worked in that kind of environment. But uh, it's a regular, humdrum job. The sheep needs always caring for, always feeding, always watching over, and fleecing and what have you, and selling in the market, I guess. And um, uh, these shepherds would be poor. They wouldn't see any... uh, large opportunities for uh, a a really improved revenue. They would simply be uh, eking out an existence. And they would be sleeping overnight uh, and uh, possibly waking up, looking at the stars, wondering about the wonder of the universe and the skies, but then thinking of home and thinking of their kids and wondering how the family is, because they would have to be away presumably from home for a few uh, a few days at a time and it is then that the ordin- that the uh, angel comes and behold an angel of the lord stood before them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid so god does not announce his coming he does yes well of course he does in the prophecies but In the very act of arriving, there's no great fanfare. It reminds me of that time when Jesus healed the uh, man at the pool of Bethesda. There were a multitude of people there, possibly several hundred, 
and without fanfare, unnoticed, he walks up to a man and asks him if he'd like to be healed, and he heals him, and then quietly slips away. This seems to be a habit of God and a habit of Jesus. Now, I don't know how it is with you, but uh, I guess uh, if you were, if you are young, you've been to several parties and you may be going to a few more Christmas parties. Maybe as time goes on and you get middle-aged, you're less interested in the Christmas parties, but maybe you like them all the more if you're a secular person and not particularly uh, a spiritual man or woman. You have to keep the parties going in order to have something to fill the emptiness. But uh, maybe on the other hand, as a Christian, you realize how trivial the parties are and uh, they're less important as time goes on. And uh, you're more happy to gather quietly with family or a friend or two. And maybe you're on your own and uh, Christmas feels like a dull squib. You're wondering where all the fun went. And yet that ordinariness is exactly where God meets you. In the quietness, like a shepherd on a hillside, and the sheep quietly uh, lying there and uh, not making noise, and uh, maybe the chat for the among the shepherds is over, and you've had your evening meal and drink, and uh, you're just staying awake while the others are sleeping, and you're quietly wondering about life and family and what's it all about. This is when our God arrives. And uh, it says here, An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. So apparently the glory of God woke them all up. The glory of this angel, the sudden brightness of it all, as if, as if midday had arrived in an instant, and they awoke. And they were afraid. They were startled. Then the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news, good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So this is what Christmas is about then. It's about God visiting humanity and telling humanity not to be afraid because he has come to bring them good news for everyone, for all people. Now, this strikes me as very, very beautiful and unusual, because in the midst of the ordinariness is this shock and surprise of good news. The good news, of course, is that there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior. Now, of course, this was meaningful to some extent to those shepherds because they had lived in a culture that was endlessly watching out for the Messiah to arrive, for this Superman, this Batman, this uh, strong figure who was going to deliver them and set them free from the bondage they were in. They were in uh, a sort of um, enslavement to the Romans 
they felt that they were not truly free, that their city and their people uh, was not allowed to be to express its full faith and religious um, devotion to God because the Roman, these secular Romans were ruling everything. And so they saw this news of a savior as an enormous liberation politically and culturally and socially. So it was an enormously great bit of news. But of course, we now know that it had much more depth than what they were thinking. It was news about liberation from sin, liberation from death. The endless sorrow of a world was coming to the point where a new world, a new birth was going to take place. Of course, they thought it would be immediate, and we have thought, just uh, in regard to the coming of the second coming of Christ, that it would be fairly soon. And we've all been kind of confused by that over time. But we still have faith that this good news is that God is going to redeem the world. And the good news, as I say, comes in the humdrumness of life. You would expect some uh, developing climax to uh, uh, announce this news, but there wasn't one. There wasn't any. And this is what I want to somehow impress upon you and myself this Christmas. If you are not looking forward to Christmas because it seems too ordinary, or if you're going to be alone and that seems rather dull and disappointing and depressing, or if the family can't afford much of a Christmas this year, that's the very kind of event in which God appears. Our God has visited us. Emmanuel, his name was given to us, uh, it says in the book of Isaiah, and that means God is with us. We are crazy people, Christians. We believe it is a gift God gave us, this faith. It doesn't come from our own brains or our own mind. We believe that the creator of the universe, the father of all mankind, has visited this planet in the person of his Son, to give us good news, and he has visited, it, visited us in the ordinariness of our lives. You're going to work. It's another regular day. The family troubles are just the same as they were. The financial stresses are no different. Your health is not as bright as it used to be. And God comes and says, I have good news for all people. So, what I would like to encourage you to do, and me to do, is to look for the unexpected in the ordinariness of Christmas. We have, of course, ruined Christmas in a way. I'm not trying to be dour and miserable, but all the celebrations and the Christmas trees and the parties are really a red herring, aren't they? They're a decoy. They miss the whole point. Because the point is that the glory of our God comes into the ordinariness and sinfulness and brokenness and deathliness of our humanity with good news, with joy for all peoples, because there is at last born to us a Savior of the world. 
So it may be good to find a quiet spot as if you were a shepherd and uh, to find a quiet and lonely place. No music, not even Christian music, just a quiet place where you can listen and allow God, perhaps you would like to open to the book of uh, Luke, it's uh, chapter 2 there, and allow God to tell you the message all over again, to give you, in the quietness and dullness of your heart, a slight surprise of joy. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a rescuer, someone who is going to deliver you, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is the good news, and this is what Christmas is all about. Now there were, in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and to earth and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has, been, that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger.' 